Hello, and you are listening to UCCS Radio. So usually at this time would be runners in scoring position, and I'm Nate Jones, and I am one of the hosts of that show. But unfortunately, my co-host Charlie is not here today, and so we will not be doing a normally scheduled runners in scoring position. But instead, today we're going to do something a little more special. I'm very excited about it. I'm going to do something a little different. I'm a huge sport fan of pretty much every sport. Hockey's never really caught my interest. Pretty much every sport I'm really into, and I like following it, and I like the storylines, and I like learning more about it. And this weekend was one of those weekends which I absolutely loved. It meant a lot to me. I was enveloped in the story. And yes, if you guessed it already, I'm talking about Tiger Woods in the 2019 Masters. It is one of the greatest comeback stories in sports history. He was kind of done with golf. Golf had almost given up on him. He had almost given up on the sport itself. And he won his 15th major, which is absolutely incredible. Only three away from Jack Nicklaus now. It's incredible what he did and hopefully what he continues to do. I'm very proud of him. (laughs) I don't know him personally, but what he did was incredible. And to be able to witness it was amazing. So I'll talk a little bit about how he started following Tiger. So my dad has been a Tiger Woods fan since I can remember. And so we, I gr- growing up, we would watch golf on Sundays. And I was not the biggest fan of golf growing up. He'd always get his Taco Bell or Del Taco, grab his paper, sit on the floor, and watch whatever tournament was going on that weekend. And a lot of the times I said, hey, Dad, who are you rooting for? It's usually Tiger Woods, which is very cool. And I enjoyed following him throughout his entire career. And the biggest moment that I remember is when it kind of switched from, oh, my dad's watching golf, I can't watch anything else. So, wow, let's watch Tiger, was 2005. And that was his last Masters victory before this year. Yes, 14 years between his last one and then this one, which is pretty incredible. His last Masters victory, his last major victory was in 2008. And I'll have a story about that one as well. But Tiger, to me, was just, he was something that wasn't in golf. He was fist pumping. He was high fiving. He showed emotion. He wooed. He odd. He got the crowd going. No other golfer really got the crowd going. And I loved every second of that. And in 2005, 16th hole, it was just sitting on the edge there. And when it plopped in, his reaction with his caddy, it was incredible. And I had a friend who at recess, we went from recreating scenes from Star Wars to recreating that scenes. One of us would take turns being Tiger, the other is Caddy. And the pure emotion and how fired up he got. I was like, I want to be a professional golfer. I can celebrate like that. It was incredible to watch, you know, and I just wanted to watch that for the rest of my life. And so I think shortly after that, my dad and I started going to um, his tournament that he had in Thousand Oaks, California. Following him around was incredible. If you've never been to a golf tournament, a professional one. It's the most incredible thing in the world. It's just so much fun. You just kind of walk around following these golfers and getting a hands-on look at a lot of these shots and players, and you're just right next to them. It's an unreal sporting experience. I highly recommend it to anyone who's a golf fan or just sports fan in general. There really is nothing else like it out there. So truly incredible, and I loved being a part of it. And so from there... You know, Tiger was my favorite golfer, and I followed him to the ends of the earth. And I remember specifically in 2008, my dad 
and then one of my teachers, I believe, Mr. Higgins, uh, Tiger was in the U.S. Open, and he was in a playoff uh, to win his, I, that was his 14th major victory, his last before this year. And we were following him on a, I think it was an iPhone 3, maybe, <laughs> 3G. I, I'm not 100% sure, but it, it was kind of an old one. And we were following along at a field trip. We were at a, the city pool, Pebble Beach Pool in Victorville, California. We were following closely on my dad's old, old, old iPhone now. And watching him limp to victory. He had a torn MCL, ACL. He had a couple other things going on. That's when his back pain started, I believe. But he pushed himself to victory. And it was one of the most incredible, awe-inspiring victories that I had ever seen until this year. What he did to come from there, whether it's personal, physical, any other barrier, it felt like every time he started to get going again. From 2008 on, he always failed. There was something. His back pain came back. Personal issues came back. And most recently, he got addicted to opioids because of all the pain he was in. Uh, There's stories recounting where he had a bucket that so he could pee at night because he could not will himself to the bathroom when he woke up in the middle of the night. He was in so much pain, and the opioids disguised that pain in a lot of way for him, and it ended in DUI. And really, he's you know he suffered through addiction and he overcame that addiction, and he started playing great golf again last year. He was on, you know, he was in the hunt the last two majors of last year, and then he ended up winning the final, the big final tournament of the year, and everyone's like, okay, this might be Tiger's year, and you know he has been playing incredible up into the Masters, but the Masters has always been him, you know. When I think of the Masters, I think of how well Tiger plays in the Masters. And you talk about all his major victories and all the incredible ones he's had, the moments. You know, we talk about 2005 and that 16th hole. That's iconic golf moment. That's at Augusta National. And I was really excited for the opportunity for Tiger to win. I wanted him to win at Masters first. I wanted him to win at Augusta National. That's where I wanted his comeback to really take center stage. And... You know, he played well the first day, played pretty well the second. Third day, he was right there with the leaders. He was tied for the lead at one point. He ended up, I believe, he was two shot backs heading into Sunday. Now, he had never won a major that he had not led or come from behind or been tied for going into Sunday. He had never come from behind on Sunday. So this was whole new territory. So some people just counted him out like statistics like that are really tried and true. And I'm not sure that they are. And obviously, Tiger proved that they are not. So, you know, he started. He was in the lead group, the three. They started early because of a threatening storm. And Tiger was ready to go. You know, he made some mistakes here and there. But Molinari, and they call it the Tiger effect when you miss easy putts because you know what's behind you. Or you know what is coming, you know. And that's incredible. And I think we saw a little bit of that. But, you know, just incredible shot after incredible shot. And, you know, when he took that two-stroke lead, it was just kind of over. He doesn't he doesn't really relent leads all that often. And if he does, he can come back. Because in 2005, he did relent that lead after that shot. That shot at 16 put him two up. He ended up relenting that lead. And it was definitely – and then he ended up winning in a playoff. But just down the line – 
and he had a two putt to win. They, I, I wish it happened. So anyone who was watching it on 18, a par, he wins right away. And if he goes, you know, obviously he only needed two putts. So he just needed to get close enough on that par putt and then hit it for the bogey to win. That putt was so close, and he started. He did his. He started backpedaling, swinging his, you know, twirling his club. His arm was primed to pump. He didn't make it, and so he just kind of whoop, rerounded a bit, uh, and then he ended up hitting that par putt to become 2019 Masters champion. It was incredible. It was one of the coolest moments I've ever seen. For me, Tiger is not just an athlete. An athlete that I followed. And I've always loved following him, but for me, it's a father-son connection. My dad loved Tiger, and he loves golf. And so I loved Tiger and then ended up loving golf as well. And there was always something about Tiger and his dad's relationship that was real. You know, it wasn't always perfect, but there was love there. And I think no matter what your relationship with your father or father-like figure is, is that it's there's love there usually. Sometimes it's disguised in different ways, but the love is there. And that famous embrace after 1997 Masters where he hugged his dad. His dad, who wasn't supposed to be there because he had just suffered a heart attack and he was recovering from it. And just that warm embrace. And then to this year, he hugged his son. And it gets me every time. People were playing it over and over again. And it, it gets me every time. And it's truly heartwarming to see that father-son embrace. I love every second of it, and it's really cool to see a father-son bond like that. And it's, you know, I was texting my dad the whole time through the tournament. I was calling him. I, It's so important. I think I've sent him about six articles about this win since Sunday. I've been reading about it, and everything brings me back to my dad. We'd go to these tournaments together. We were rooting for Tiger together. My bucket list item is to go to Augusta National with my dad. And to me, that's what Tiger means to me. It's kind of why I've kind of all the personal stuff I've stood by him. I, you know, I don't agree necessarily with everything he's done in his personal life, but I do believe that he has shown the ultimate redemption and comeback story. It was truly incredible to watch. And it has hope, you know, it it, it was done. You read some of these articles. He told people he was done golfing. He had a Hail Mary back surgery so he could live better. Not so that he could golf better, but so that his day-to-day life would be better, not so that he could, you know, walk. You know, that's what the goal of that surgery was, not so that he could win his 15th major. And, man, if he can win the next two, three, if he sweeps the the majors this year, it's over as far as history books are concerned. But incredible to watch. It's so much fun to watch Tiger. It's so much fun to watch his comeback. And, yeah. So thank you guys so much for talking, listening to me talk about Tiger. I loved watching it. I hope you guys enjoyed it too. And runners in scoring position will be back next week as we're regularly scheduled. I can't talk right now. You know, I'm getting choked up talking about Tiger again. Uh, But we'll we'll be back at our normally scheduled time. And then for uh, tomorrow, we have the two-minute drill. We're probably going to be doing it a little earlier tomorrow. I haven't talked to Philip yet, so... He's listening right now. He's going to be like, hey, he hasn't told me about that yet. But 11 a.m. tomorrow, uh, we're talking NBA playoffs. Uh, no series has been quite wrapped up yet. We thought there might be, but there's not been four games yet. So I don't know what we were talking about. Uh, we'll talk about all that and more. We'll talk about experience. We went to the Pepsi Center 
and we watched the Nuggets Spurs. They did not come out on top, but UCCS alum Derek White, he had a big night. He's had a big night in both games so far. Pretty cool to see a guy from UCCS really killing it at the at the big show, basically. All right, so we'll be back tomorrow with the two-minute drill. Uh, make sure to stay tuned for other great UCCS radio programming. I've been Nate Jones, and I've been talking about Tiger Woods. Thank you so much for listening.